Hi everybody, it's Nahama Siderson. We are on Parshas Vayigash, one of the, in my opinion, one of the best, most emotional Parshios in the Torah, <laughs> where the story of Yosef revealing himself to his brothers takes place. Um, we could have a whole discussion just about Yosef alone. Yosef Atzadik, starting already from back when he was enslaved with, with Potiphar and how amazing he was there, and then now, his strength of character, how he's willing to forgive his brothers and love them regardless of what he, they did to him, and his trust in Hashem that this was all part of his master plan, that he was supposed to end up here to save the family, and the, et cetera. That's, oh, I love talking about Yosef Hatzadik. Um, but let's move on with the story. So Yosef reveals that he's that who he is to his brothers, and now they have to go back to Yaakov and tell him that this son, who he thought was gone for the past 22 years, is in fact, alive. So they didn't want to just, you know, tell their 130-year-old father that Yosef is actually alive because that could the shot could kill him. So they get one of the brothers, Usher's daughter, her name was Sarah, Sarah Bas Usher, to sing to him and reveal the news very slowly and break it to him slowly. And he understands the message and he is overjoyed at hearing that Yosef is alive, of course. Um, Yosef sends wagons in order to hint to Yaakov about the last thing they learned. And he and Yaakov understands also that Yosef didn't just is not just alive, but that he remained at Sadik in this terribly immoral place called Mitzrayim, this terribly terrible place called Egypt, and that is actually what brings him the most joy because he wouldn't have been happy to hear that Yosef was alive if he had assimilated. That's just a side point. Yaakov ends up going down with all seventy members of the family. They all go down to Mitzrayim, and this is actually if you follow the story. Right? This is how they end up in what's called Gullus Mitzrayim, right? Coming after this is Shemos, coming up soon, is describing the terrible, terrible exile that the, that the Jews end up in. And of course, Moshe comes and saves them and the ten plagues, da 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 da. So just follow the story here. Anyway, there's a lot to talk about in the sixth parsha. I'm going to take something that is not a chiddish, it is not some news to anybody, but I'd like to talk about it anyway because it's what jumped out at me. For the 22 years that Yaakov thought that Yosef was dead, he was terribly sad at having lost his beloved son, understandably so. But because of this sadness, the very high level of Ruach HaKodesh, of Hashem resting on Yaakov and revealing certain things to him, left him. He, At least to some degree, he did not have the same high level of Ruach HaKodesh, of communicating with Hashem, because he was sad. And as soon as he found out that Yosef was alive, he was so happy, and Hashem's presence once again came and rested on him. And he got back that level of Racha Kodesh. And this is here to teach us, we, we learn this to teach us, that the presence of Hashem can only rest on someone who is besimcha, who is happy. So what does this mean for us? This means that our connection with Hashem will be so much better when we are happy. We could always use that reminder. So how do we get happy? My father is constantly talking about the American lie that, you know, this pursuit of happiness that we're all entitled to. It's, it's a lie because you don't go searching out for happiness, right? This is obviously a lot more than what I'm going to talk about in the couple minutes on here. But happiness is from within as a byproduct of the way we live and the choices that we make and what goes on here, right? So I just want to talk about one part of of happiness, um, specifically in connection to the season that we're in. So, Perkevos um, tells us, Who is wealthy? Someone who is happy with his lot. 
The richest person on earth is the one who's satisfied with what and happy with what he has. So this is, of course, the wisest. The Chazal is teaching us this. So why am I bringing this up now? Because I don't know about you, but I've been bombarded with advertisements and deals and coupons and emails and billboards and everything else, specifically because it's this holiday season. And sometimes when we see all the things that we don't have, it can make us feel sad. And I don't have this and I want this and I want that and I don't have that and I don't have that. And that drags us down. It drags us down. Window shopping, it drags you down. Did you know that? <laughs> because it creates all these desires in you that you are not going to fulfill. And you start thinking about all the things that you don't have instead of focusing on the things you do. I read a cute thing, I guess because of Hanukkah, someone posted it. Um, like I had a kid holding some donuts and it said, you know, live or view life like like you view donuts. You know, you, you ignore the hole in the middle, the thing that's missing, and you focus on the delicious sweet things that there are there. And that's how we're supposed to live life. Yeah, there are things we're missing. We're all missing things. There are things that we don't have. But for a happy life, and to be close to Hashem, we have to focus on the things we do have. I think this is a pretty popular thing, attitude of gratitude, all that. But in, I'm just bringing out this specific nakuda of not getting dragged down by all the things that you're seeing that are in your face now that you don't have. Forget about them and just focus on the amazing blessings that you do have. Thanks for listening. Have a great Shabbos.